Hi guys, welcome back to our Yellowstone After Show. Today we are discussing characters and families of Yellowstone. Stay tuned. We're going to be discussing the Dutton family, Casey and Monica, the Ranch Cowboys. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. I'm so excited to be back. I know. I know. I kind of missed you, girl. You missed me? Yes. We're coming back. We're talking about Yellowstone. I missed the show, actually. I'm actually, like, starving. Like, my whole heart is, like, missing it every Wednesday. But, you know. I know. I'm kind of sad. It's, like... Nice and bad that we got to binge watch it all because, but now it's done and we just have to wait for it. Oh uh, yeah, but I was watching episode season ep- like week to week. Like I was on it. I really loved the show though, so all it was right. really good to watch that. Well, hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for joining us here at After Buzz. I'm your host Julana Dizon, and to my left, hi guys, Dwayne Baysway Daniel. Always blessed and grateful to be here. So since we've already binged watched all of Yellowstone, as I'm sure you guys have too, we're breaking it down into themes, and this theme is the families of Yellowstone. So. We're going to be talking about Casey and his family, John Dutton and his family, and then also we gave the Ranch Cowboys their own little family. So what are your overall thoughts on the characters and the families? Uh, for the characters, I definitely think it's important to note that we have a lot of strong, complex characters, and I'm glad that we're able to talk about them in different families. And, like, you know, we've talked about the landscape as well being a character of its own and also just the people, the Native people being a character of its own. So I'm really excited to kind of jump into it because we have a lot of a lot of crazy to, <laughs> to dive through. Yeah, definitely so much crazy. I... <laughs> A lot of crazy to talk about. Um, we'll just start it off and start off with Casey's family. Uh, Casey. So Casey, Monica, and Tate Dutton. Uh, and the crazy thing is that they, they are Duttons, whether Monica likes it or not, right? I'm sure right. she likes I know. Even when we were preparing for the show, I was like, what's their last name? Oh, yeah, they're Duttons, too. They're definitely Casey Duttons, Duttons as well, yeah. I mean, for me, I think it's really beautiful to see how, starting with Casey, how he's just progressed through this entire season. Coming from a man who looks his father dead in the face and says, listen, um, I don't really want you interacting with my child. You know, they really have very different ways of even the way they breed horses. They have very different ways of interacting with people, interacting with life in general. And I think that Casey has been trying to run away from that for so long. And to see him come like full circle till the end of the season, literally executing a man by hanging him. Mm -hmm. Come on. It's like, dude. Okay, he's really yeah, going to be that walking. Was a that was a big shocker, but I also feel like it's kind of one of those coming back to yourself things and standing right. in your power. So I'm really excited to see how his character continues to. Do well, that. and I think now, you know, for a while we kind of didn't know what the riff was between Casey and his dad. We didn't really know what was going on, and then we found out that it basically it was because of Monica, right? Him marrying into the Native American family and going on the res and all that. But like you said, now he now he has to come back to his family and his roots because Monica's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think he might be a lot more like John than we think he is. I think he's a lot more like John than he thinks he is, than he wants to admit to himself, right? Because so many times he's continuously proved that. And I think for Casey, what I think that's really interesting is in addition to him run, you know, of course, like falling in love with Monica, I think it was really the fact that he's grown up with his father and he has continuously seen. I don't think it was just that one riff because even when he got branded and Monica accidentally saw the branding mm-hmm. and they had to go into the explanation of what that means, Casey had already had a lot of run-ins with the family law. 
to, mm-hmm. to so to speak, you know, because his father definitely has very specific ways he wants his children to to behave. And because he's kind of deviated from that a couple of times and then ending with the mm-hmm. Monica thing that really, you know, hit the nail for him. That was the nail in his coffin. Right. So I feel like that has been the that has been the issue with him and Casey and then you also with him and John. And I also think that it was a little bit of jealousy that kind of came into play as well because you hear Beth talk about in the season, Beth and John, talk about very openly and very, like, matter-of-fact that Casey was his mother's favorite, Evelyn's favorite. Right. So that was also maybe a bit of jealousy that went on between him and, you know, him and his siblings and him and his father. Yeah, and I'm sure that growing up being mom's favorite yeah. definitely, you know, subconsciously drove a nail in between him and his siblings. Yeah, I think it actually did it consciously as well. Subconsciously, <laughs> consciously, because even when the death scene, the crazy part yeah. about that, that she looks at her little daughter and goes, you did this, you have to fix this. And Casey is yelling like, oh, oh, actually it was Jamie yelling, hey, you know, I, I can ride faster. Right. Let me do this. Let me and fix this. No. And she says no. So it was, that was, whew, that was really hard. Mm-hmm. That was really hard to watch. It kind of made, made sense with Beth a little bit, why she's the way she is. Yeah, but... Going back to Casey and his immediate family, for me in the show, they're my favorite Yellowstone family. Mm -hmm. I love Monica. I love her character. Tate is super cute and really feisty. And we see, like, as the season progresses, that Tate is getting, I would say he's getting a little bit bratty towards the end. His behavior, I feel like, is changing a lot. But you definitely saw from the beginning of the season, I mean, in one of the first episodes, do you remember when they went camping and Tate's Mm -hmm. camping with all the grown-up guys? Mm -hmm. And, you know, a moment happens and he says a bad word, which I'm not going to repeat on air. (laughs) But he just, like, totally stuck up for his dad. And I was like, wow, that's an impressive kid right there. Like, he's sticking up to a grown man to defend his father. Yeah, when Lee and Jamie were kind of riding on Casey a little bit. And that's the wonderful thing about Tate. He is, again, who he is. We kind of talked about that a little bit last week. Unapologetically. And I think that's a lot of us, right? If you really just, you are who you are. When you're a child, people already, like, describe how you are. And sometimes as you grow into adulthood, you still have a lot of those characteristics, you know? And I noticed that so much with my nieces and my nephews. It's so interesting. (laughs) But anyways, back to them. As I think he always has that power about him. Tate does. so standing up to his to his uncles with so much force, that was impressive. But killing a snake with your bare hands, that was impressive. And what that was, was mo- crazy. That was impressive and it was crazy. You're I absolutely don't think, right. I don't think I could do that. No, and no, I'm a girl. grown adult. I don't, I don't only, okay, guys, I don't not only think I cannot do that. I cannot do you it. Know. That's a fact. Like, I will not do it. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, how many people do you think think that they could kill a rattlesnake with their bare hands. I don't know, but they're definitely not little children as well. But what I thought was the most beautiful aspect of all of that, while this little boy, literally a child, is killing a rattlesnake who's coming his way, fighting for his life, and he's in a barrel, he could have just ran out of that barrel. But his father told him, do not leave this barrel. So he saw death coming towards him. He saw a snake coming towards him. But he was still able to fight for himself obey his father, and then come into his own because he killed that rattlesnake with his bare hands. Sometimes we just don't know what we're capable of. So I'm really impressed with Tate as a character because even though he's the child, he's definitely a powerful, complex yeah. character. Dude, the way you just described that literally gave me chills. I just love <laughs> the show so much. It's so and good. Like, and like you said, I love that part too about him obeying his father. You know, he was like, I might die, but dad said, don't, don't leave, leave this the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> so I need to figure this out. Yeah. And yeah. then he just comes out and he's like, mm. Here's a snake, Dad. I killed it. And the thing that was so wonderful about this family, we're talking about, you know, um, Casey's family, Monica and Tate. The wonderful thing about it is how much they're just 
in with each other. They are ready to fight with each other no matter what. So in addition to him obeying his father, right, his father was also doing what he felt was right, chasing down some people right. who kidnapped the girl. So everybody's kind of a freedom fighter in their own right. And then you see Monica and you think maybe she's the calm one. Absolutely no. not. Don't get her twisted. Monica is strong. She she's is a strong, strong and mom. she is so feisty because even when they were coming down the last time when Casey saw like a meth meth shop or I don't know mm-hmm. what was going on over there um, those two gentlemen who are cooking meth oh, right. he goes running down after them he comes back to see what was going on because there was a fire that's what it was it was a huge fire and Monica knowing that there was danger was like I go where you go mm-hmm. that's powerful I thought right she's definitely a woman that sticks by her husband's side Absolutely. and is a strong role model for her son just the whole family in general I think is so strong even just in willpower like that the one episode um, where they try to get her a job at the university, you know, mm-hmm. and, and she was strong enough to say, realizing that that's an incredible opportunity, probably very well paid. But she goes, I'm a teacher on the reservation. You don't understand. If I leave, nobody replaces me. They just have one less teacher. Mm. That so was such a wonderful I love that line. she's yeah. so true to her culture and her people and her family. And yeah. is willing to stick it out. You're absolutely right. I'm glad that you brought that point up because in addition to her just being so stronghold in who she is i think john has always kind of wondered like what is it about this girl that my son leaves all of this fortune for what Mm -hmm. is it about this girl and in that moment he was able to see who monica was because you come to some lady who doesn't have a lot right and you're offering her everything that she's probably ever wanted in her career and she looks you dead in the eye and said you can take this little manipulation (laughs) tactic and you can walk away and immediately john even said i see why they're together they're Uh both stubborn they're both they're both very much powerful and steadfast and who they are so I really love that moment I love their family I know they're cute me too can't wait to see them again and we can't forget them. about like all her, her, her extended family members and the drama that happened and missed that you know right. what I mean her sister-in-law having to <laughs> commit suicide you yeah. know what I'm saying so that was really heavy as well that kind of sacrifice that her sister made for her children mm-hmm. there's a lot going on a lot of um issues just going on and they, that whole family has dealt with so much but all the families have dealt with so much I mean even Moving on to the Duttons and John Dutton. So let's talk about John Dutton, Beth, and Jamie. Because I look at them kind of as like the other trio. You mm-hmm. know, like Casey is a Dutton, but he's with Monica and Tate doing his thing on the res. Mm-hmm. And then we have these three that are really living on the ranch, kind of figuring out how to preserve it and how to fight with all these people that are trying to come and take their land away. So what are your thoughts about that? Oh, you know, for the Dutton family, I think that the wonderful thing that I saw this season was them realize that they are um, all that they have. I think for a long time, John has been walking around owning the owning the family, owning the city, owning the governor, owning the world. The king of a he's just walking around with so much entitlement, and I feel like this was a wake up moment for him. And I know that he puts a lot of trust in Beth because even when she showed up, it was like I'm here to do what you can't. You know, Mm -hmm. I I love her. You know this, but I'm just saying at the end of the day, I think this was a wake up call for not only him but for his family for three reasons. One, he realizes that Jamie is wanting to do things for himself, which is okay. And that comes as a threat to the family because it goes against the family law where your family and this lineage is all that matters. And two, I feel like it's really important for him to see that Beth isn't always going to do things the way that he wants. She kind of failed a little bit. She was supposed to come in there and disrupt what the other side had going on. And she really wasn't too successful in doing that, to my opinion. So that was the second thing that was going on. And I think thirdly, seeing the governor turn on him and see the entire city turn on him, he realized, John did, that, listen, 
I might not have everybody in the bag like I do, um, and I really need to figure out another way to uh, modernize my tactics because this is not the old west and mm-hmm. how are we going to fight these battles because this is not the times where rip can just go do something like no we have to right. become we got we got we to fight this <laughs> we battle can't do things the this old is, this way is chess and... this is not checkers and i think right. that was the realization that he had right and i know we touched on this um in our season finale last week but the fact that john is seventh generation patriarch of this huge cattle ranch that he he's inherited from his grandpa his, his father his grandpa you know great grandpa down the line and you know now he's conscious of that the fact that he might not be around forever and he needs to know which child he can trust to keep this going because for him he feels like his job is to preserve the ranch and I love that obviously Beth is his favorite and I love that she is like yeah I'm a daddy's girl and I know it I'll do whatever my dad wants me to because I love him. Not you think because Beth I love is her. his favorite. I think he's. Yeah, you don't think so? Mm-mm. Really? Mm-mm. I feel like he trusts her the most. Who do you think is his favorite? I think Casey is his favorite. Really? Yeah. I think mm. Lee was his favorite, obviously. Obviously, but uh, Lee passed Lori, away. So we're talking right. about who's who's alive. Because <laughs> I know they're gonna kill me in the live chat. I was like, okay, <laughs> Lee is clearly his favorite. But um, no, I think Casey is his favorite. And the reason I well, I'll let you kind of finish. What okay, no, I want to hear your reasoning. Okay, I think Casey is his favorite because he sees himself in Casey because Casey is so defiant. None of his other kids uh-huh. have. A, a, a brand on them. I think that Casey is so defiant that he might be defiant enough to keep this family going. Mm-hmm. Like this is this family and this ranch has been in um, the Dutton's family for 500 years. Exactly. Which is crazy. So I think that coming into that was really obvious for him to realize I need somebody powerful, somebody strong enough. Anyone who's strong enough to walk away from you off top, that's the child who Dang. I think is strong enough to push the, the family forward because they are confident in who they are beth has been trying to she's been walking around with guilt her entire life and she operates from guilt Mm -hmm. jamie has been walking around with guilt his entire life he's just now coming into his manhood like you know what i mean so it's like none of you really give me that power patriarch but casey somebody who's bold enough to be who he is from the beginning so i think that he has always had casey as his favorite which is why he always keeps going back to casey trying to bring him in Mm -hmm. trying to trying to see how he can you know salvage that relationship yeah, I can see that. Now that you bring that up, that makes sense as far as picking somebody to be a leader for your family. Mm-hmm. Whereas my point with Beth was she pretty much does whatever her dad wants her to do, you know, but not because she loves it. So I could see, and you, yeah. you know, she even said she's had a lot of moments and a lot of lines regarding I'm doing this for you, dad, because I love you, but I don't really care about the ranch. I would sell it. Yeah. But also, I just feel like, is that really love? I'm really excited to see how they they dive into that father-daughter relationship next season. Because the fact that you know that your daughter did not mean to hurt her mom, yet you hold that against her to the tune that you say to her, to your child, you have lost all the opportunity to check to to come to me about something. That was such a hurtful moment for me because it was like, wow. Right. For a while, I thought maybe Beth was carrying this on her own, just feeling guilt from the inside. Like, oh, I hurt my mom, like da-da-da-da-da. But no, her entire family also holds her responsible. She mm-hmm. was a kid. Are you kidding me? So that was a real moment for me, which is why I said she's devoted to her father. Yes, she loves her father, but I think there's a lot of pain there that we're not, we haven't really unpacked yet. Yeah, maybe she feels more like she owes him because her exactly. whole family has made her feel that her mom's death was her fault. So how can she yeah. pay back her family? How can she make it up? I mean, she's got a whole slew of problems, as we all know. She's got a lot of things to <laughs> battle with. So I hope you're right. I hope that Casey will come back and kind of take on that, that leader role for the family. Because yeah, I, I do agree. Will. I definitely think he's the strongest. And you're right. John probably sees 
himself most in Casey. Yeah, none of them even work on the ranch but Casey. Casey's the only one who knows how to work with horses and bring them back and all of that. So I feel like, yeah, that's definitely a moment. And I also think that John admires Casey because when he brought that that strong will, that horse to him, he told he told John he told Casey, John tells Casey, you in order for this horse to serve you, you should kill the horse's spirit, break his spirit down. And John looks at looks at, you know, Casey looks back at his dad and says, the horse would serve me just fine with his spirit intact. Mm-hmm. That was such a powerful moment for me because it's told me a lot about who Casey is. The horse would serve me just fine with his spirit intact. When a lot of people would rather break the horse down and make it weak or whatever else, it showed that he really was a person who cared so much. And it made sense as to why he would be the one to even be able to connect with the native people or connect with the land or connect with the history and how deep this all is, you know? Right. There's kind of a funny parallel, though there too in regards to breaking somebody down like breaking a culture down or an animal down and having them do something for you because they feel like they have to or they're threatened or they feel scared versus they want to <laughs> literally overall theme of the show right i'm pretty <laughs> much there we literally just summed overall it up theme of the show, so. in the show and in history so it's like it's really just too touchy wow yeah, yeah that's sure. it i we summed it up. We so that's it. No, but just kidding. Thank you guys for watching. We've got an announcement for you. All righty. I think it's my turn. Hello, After Buzzers. I'm so happy to be here talking to you guys. Our network produces after shows for all your favorite TV shows, from dramas to reality TVs, sci-fi, and more. There's no network that works harder to serve television fans like you. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels by subscribing to our channels. YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made just for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz grow. Now, if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't worry about them, okay? Because those are optional. So hit that subscribe button. Did you do it? Okay, right now. <laughs> and check out our AfterBuzz shows, our YouTube channels. We have drama, we have reality, and all of your favorite shows are on there. Let us know that you did, and we will shout you out in this after show. Um, for now... Thanks for being the most amazing fans and helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Thank you, Thelmy. Thank you. Again, we love interacting with you guys. So if you guys are on our live chat, make sure you're commenting. Give us your opinions. You know, chime in, talk with us. We're also on iTunes, so you can always look up um, our podcast there. And also just let us know what you think. Yeah, and give us five stars. five stars. We need one, two, three, (laughs) four, five, all of them. We need them all. So anything else you want to add about John Dutton's family? John Dutton's family? Girl, I'm ready. I know there's a lot. But there's <laughs> anything else. There's so much more. Show. But I'm definitely ready to transition into our favorite group. Okay. <laughs> What's my favorite group? Tell yes, them, Yes, 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 yes. The ranchers. The ranchers. The ranchers. The, the cowboys. cowboys. You see how she's dressed? She's giving you guys like full-blown L.A. cowgirl. I love it. You look cute. Girl I would have time. my boots on, but you can't see my feet, so you there's see? no point. <laughs> but I, I have boots. But, you, but you're, you're, you're very dedicated to the theme of the show you came with your outfit last time and then this time you know i need to catch up i'll see y'all next week don't yeah, worry yeah you need to, Come get, need to get you a fringe I'm from jacket Texas. like yeah. i have a whole cowboy hat and everything oh, so i'll definitely be I'll, I'll try and do it up great. for you guys next time <laughs> yeah i'm looking forward to that but moving on to the ranch hands or the ranch cowboys i love this group and we've kind of grouped them into their own little family um i would say obviously the leader is rip he's the foreman of the ranch and john dutton's right hand man absolutely also sort of like a second son or a fourth son Mm -hmm. 
how many sons is John? Yeah, like a fourth son. <laughs> you know, I appreciate it that you said second son, though, because I think a lot of times right. he is, no matter who's in first place, he's in second place. It would have been Lee and then Rip. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like seriously, <laughs> like um, Rip, because I can trust Rip to right. do whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then also we're going to talk about, so Rip and then Walker, I think, plays a big part, especially towards the end of the part. season once he comes in. And you then there's always, guy. there's always Jimmy, your favorite, right? Uh, <laughs> Jimmy is not, Walker is my favorite. I love Walker. I know, and Walker's then, my favorite. Too, he's but. just so smooth i'm like dude he is i mean imagine okay imagine being walker you just you get let out of prison some guy's in a truck and he's like hey you want a job get in my truck and walker's just like i mean i have nothing else to do so yeah. sure yeah you know what i just love so much about walker the reason i just love his character so much is because he's so mature but he's not like an old guy or anything he's mature in spirit he's mm-hmm. very much an old soul and he's able to be um, aware and very self-aware as well. Him coming out of that that jail or the prison and rip picking him, I didn't think that happened by accident because we had a few people walk by, right? But they had different, mm-hmm. they had a different aura about them. Then Walker came out and he just had such a poise to him. It was like, okay, this is even we knew before right. he talked to before Rip talked to him. We're like, oh, this is the guy. This has to be the guy. <laughs> so, and then when Rip came to him and said, you know, this is what's going on. And to be so easy about it, like I don't have anything else, that comes with such a level of high self-awareness to be like, okay, let's just go ahead and let life give us what's next. Trust the synchronicity and go to what's, you know, to see where it leads. Mm-hmm. So I really like Walker because of that. I like, like that was dangerous, too. though. That I, was a little dangerous to just take a job from anybody. Oh, right. But I mean, okay, you've been in prison, so I'm pretty sure danger <laughs> is not something really that you're too worried about. You can handle <laughs> yourself enough to get in That's a fact. to a car, right? You're right, you're right. But I mean, but... Then it turned out to bite him later on because it's going to be more and more dangerous. It's more than he like right. bargained for, I think. I'm going to put my hands right. away. But, but you know what? Now he doesn't have a choice. You're stuck, Walker. You're stuck <laughs> on the show. You have a brand. This girl wants to be a cowgirl. Like, we need to catch Joanna. Like, she wants to be a part of this show. Super cowgirl number two. Like, the whole I nine. do. I do. And I actually have something um, in my new segment that kind of ties into this very exciting but staying on topic for right now so i i also feel like walker's character is very reasonable like you said he's mature he's been through a lot but he's reasonable yeah he is very reasonable and i think that um well he's reasonable but he's also daring Mm -hmm. um i know he doesn't know the history with beth and, and rip and all of that but the fact that she's beth Many people want to stay away from her, you know, not only the fact that she's a little mm-hmm. toxic, but also the fact that she's so high ranking in this family that you're working for. The audacity of you to want to approach the boss's daughter and, you know, rip her shirt open. You know, it was that because the thing is, Beth wasn't really attracted to him. Till he did something bold. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't even trying to get her attention. He was just being himself because he's so confident in who he is. Mm -hmm. If you're going to rip my shirt open, why can't I rip your shirt (laughs) open? That's how he was thinking about it, you know? And she was just taken aback. Like, who is this guy who thinks he can treat me the way I treat other people? And that was that spark that got them to make it out and all that good stuff. So I think he's very much rational, but I think he's going to be more and more daring. And before that, their first moment where he was guiding her on how to ride a horse well that was the first moment in the whole show i think that we saw beth kind of submit to anything and Mm -hmm. not be so defiant and push back Mm -hmm. and that was a moment i felt that really got through to her Mm -hmm. so the fact that it was his character like you said there's such a contrast between them he's so like strong but silent but sexy yeah and that's what it is right there's just such a i don't know i think there's this like 
thing that people like to do with this bravado and oh I'm an alpha male but sometimes that comes off more beta you know mm-hmm. sometimes it being I'll an alpha yeah I'll talk and the thing about Walker like we're saying everything is in his confidence he's so confident in who he is as a man who he is as a leader and I think when you come across men like that for Beth as we saw it's easier to allow them to take the lead because you know that he has your interest your best interest at heart and you also know that he's not um, so egotistical that he can't be humble enough to say to ask for help. Right. So I think that that's what comes off when it comes to Walker, and I think that that's why I feel like they're such a good match because yeah, he will really he will really get her together quick. Okay, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> right, he's the kind of man that would make Beth just you know change her game. Yeah, and... yeah. Like I'm just I'm here for all of it. Can we have a wedding next week, like next season? <laughs> wow, you're asking for a lot. <laughs> Okay, one step at a time. Can they just be in a real relationship? Like, can we just not have it be a situationship or something like that? A situationship. You know, like millennial style, like, you Mm -hmm. know, just dating forever. Like, no. That's a good term. I never heard that before. (laughs) Now, we also have in our ranch hand family the complete opposite of Walker, which is, of course, Jimmy. Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about Jimmy? How do you feel about him? What do you think about Jimmy? I like him. I like him because he's so sweet and he's so different from every other character we have met. Mm-hmm. So we see Tate, who's the child, right? Really quickly. You expect him to be like Jimmy. You expect him to right. have that childishness that Jimmy has. But Jimmy has such a childish um, beauty to him. And it's childish where it's naive, but it's also childish where it's wonderful. And it's in a way that he has so many things to learn and he sees life as a beautiful mystery. So that's what I mean in that sense too. So he's also childish, but he's childlike in the way that he views the world, which is a good thing because he, he's very teachable and coachable. So I think that that's wonderful. And he's has such a positive attitude when it comes to everything. And he's really been put through the rail, through the rails a little bit. Right. They've been kind of hazing him a little bit. They definitely have been hazing him, but I like that you use the word teachable. Because that's what I was going to say about Jimmy for me. He's very naive, but so willing to learn and so willing to be a part of the Yellowstone Ranch family. And he, you can tell throughout the whole season, I mean, he really tries. When he's given a task, he tries. He might not like it. I, I really loved when they taped him to the horse. Do you remember that? Episode? I do. That was, I was mortified the entire time. I, I was, was like, whoa. I was scared from it. But you know what? My second thought was, would that work? Like, what if I... What if I just take myself to her? I wouldn't no, recommend it. I would like never do it. That's teaching somebody to I'm swim just... by tossing them in the pool and saying, learn. Right. Like, but sometimes you have to do it like sometimes that, Sometimes life, life does teach you things like that. It does happen like that sometimes. You're right. I remember. That was one but of my I, favorite scenes I know, but for show. me, it's like a language. Okay, drop me in the middle of Madrid. Cool. But, like, <laughs> like strapping me to a horse? Oh, my God. <laughs> Right, but it they, was a lot. They just throw so much at Jimmy, episode after episode after. But episode. he takes it. He takes it. Right. He takes he, it in stride every time. Right. He does. He I does. I really like that character yeah. and how proud he is, and just that he's so ready to learn and wants to be good. Yeah. But we have a lot of other ranchers also that I kind of want to touch on. You know, okay. we have all the helpers who it might not be. Yellowstone right. staff, you know right. what I mean, in the Yellowstone family. But they're workers, they're helpers, and they work there. Um, and I think it was really nice that over time, just speaking about Jimmy, we've seen how his relationship with the other ranchers has changed, right? So he came in very green, and because of that, they didn't respect him. And they, they just felt like yeah. a lot. I was trying to, I was trying to be like you know coy about it. Julie, no, I was like, Jimmy got they beat, beat up. Him up. Like it was a full everybody blown, knows everybody. It watched was a beat it. down. Um, yeah, it was a beat down. And, but I will. What I loved about that, right? In those moments, you see character. 
the character of Jimmy comes out because even when you're being bullied, even when, you know, you're being beat up, he still stood up for his other ranchers and didn't kind of tattletale on who it was. That was a really defining moment of the kind of person he is. Secondly, I love that, like I said, they started off with beating him up, right? And now at the end of the season, they bought him his first official oh, cowboy hat. And, you know, it was really wonderful and beautiful because it shows that they're really coming around to seeing how much he's trying and how much he's grown. And I think most important thing that Jimmy did this season was save that cattle, the, the baby cattle, and bring it back. Because any other person could have just walked away and just mm-hmm. been like, okay, they're not going to find out anyway. I don't need to do this. They're not going to believe me. They're right. all the reasons that your head is telling you not to do it. But he still did it, and he came back, and that was a, that was a beautiful that moment That was a Jimmy. great hero moment for Jimmy. Yeah. Just him coming back on the horse with this one baby cattle. That was a great shot, the too. Saddle, <laughs> right? I would, if, if I was that actor, actually, uh, the actor's name is Jefferson White. If I was him, I would have that picture on my Instagram, on everything, because that was totally his hero moment. It was. And it like you said, was. again, attesting to the character of Jimmy, just I, a, deep down, I think, a good-hearted person. He is a really good-hearted person because even the way he interacted with Rip at the beginning, he wasn't really as, like we talked about Walker, right? It was like, right. let's do this, let's do this. He was fine with it. Jimmy was, Jimmy was scared. He was like, I what's think. happening? Like When they came to get him out of his trailer to begin with, he was like, wait, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's never really been so in the in the know or in the criminal world like like the people are now. So he's still adjusting. Right. Do you think he looks up to Rip as like a father figure? Because Rip's the one that... I think the wonderful thing that we will say, you you make a good point. There's a justification between him and Rip's relationship and John and Rip's relationship. So I think that mirror Mm. and effect is really beautiful because the same way John was there for Rip and was able to make a man out of him, I think that's what Rip is going to be able to do for Jimmy. I love when things come full circle like that. Yeah, yeah. That's what life is all about, right? Well, before we move into our special segment, do you have any other thoughts you want to add about about ranch ranchers? Well, we can't forget the one powerful woman. Okay, our oh, right. favorite one. Okay, right. our stripper. We need to stop calling her the stripper, stripper. cowgirl. It's okay. because she's actually a stripper and then became a cowgirl. Right. So I think that she brings a lot of power and femininity into that, into the ranch hands. So I'm really excited about her and I love mm-hmm. her a lot. But I like the fact that um, she's also loyal and has a pre-existing relationship with Rip and as well as the Yellowstone Ranch. So she's not really coming in at the bottom of the barrel the way a lot of the other men are coming in. And I think that that's really helpful because she's already a woman and all these other things. So I feel like she's going to make sure that they know that we're all equals. But at the back of Rip's head, at least since he's had a longer relationship with her, he's not showing like any favoritism, right. but he will look out for her because she has proven herself loyal against her own people even right. to the Yellowstone Ranch. And she's tough. I'm I'm excited to see what season two has in store for her. Yeah, her and her and Casey, <laughs> her and anybody. To be honest, it's an open field right now. But yeah. all right, tell me, we've got a special segment. Yes, we're gonna do a little something called Yellowstone Lessons, and I feel like we've already quoted like the entire season, like word for word. I know. Why well, <laughs> do you memorize? She doesn't have any notes or anything. She's just pulling all this stuff out of her brain. Because this show is so, the show that? is so good. It's just so good. It's it's just one of those things that just stays with you. Right. I remember when I watched the. Um, the pilot episode, it just threw me into so much like actual research, um, which is just wonderful. Just about like just the things that we don't talk about. Right. And I'm just glad that this show is out there because this is a huge part of history that hasn't been explored as well, especially with this level of mm-hmm. love and this level of depth and this level of thoughtfulness. But the section, the segment is called 
Yellowstone lessons. And what we're going to do is just kind of quote you a different, like a line from the from the season. And my quote would definitely be when John was talking to Beth. And he says to Beth, this is when she was really upset. They're sitting down at the table. This is the season finale. They're sitting down at the table and she and he's talking about, oh, I remember when this entire dining table was filled with people. She looks at her father and says, it was never filled with people. Storms off, right? And then he comes up after her and says, it's not about the people being there. It's not about the table being filled with people. It's about there being a table. And that was my quote. It's about there being a table. Chills and again. I think that was just so important because... It took me a while, at least in my own family. I come from a very big family. Um, it took me a while to kind of understand that. But it's so important because so many people has, have come before you to lay the groundwork for what you are doing now. For us to be here, for me to be on After Buzz, mm-hmm. for all these things to be happening, for you to be living out your dreams. So it's really important for you to know that there has to be a table for your great-grandkids, and you need to right. be thinking like that. So I think it was a very full-circle moment for me, and it was also a very humanizing moment for John Doughton because— it reminded, he reminded me in that moment about a lot of men in my family, a lot of father figures, my father included. So it was really important to kind of see that, you know? Yeah, and important uh, in a family sense to always have, essentially, he's referring to the table as like a home. Yeah, to the table home as a home. base to come to, to have somewhere you know you can return to and be a safe place. Yeah, yeah, definitely as a home and also as, you know, a legacy is kind of how I saw that too. The table is the legacy of what we have. You know, the Dutton family. Right. Good quote. Well, my favorite quote from the season was also by John. And it says, a brand isn't something you earn. It's something you live up to. Mm. Mm. That one really resonated with me because the like the ranchers, they come in and they get branded to be at Yellowstone. Mm. But and we see from the beginning when they're taken in, who they become and who they turn into isn't who they are when they're branded, mm. obviously. So they get that brand, and then they have a sense of, okay, now I'm a part of Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. It has this reputation. I need to be the best man that I can be in order to live up to this reputation. Mm-hmm. Kind of gives them something to aspire to. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful a goal, and I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. But it also reminds me of how we talk about brands in real life, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that especially now, everybody's like, oh, I'm a brand, I'm a brand. And it used to be like, <laughs> it used to, yeah, I need to brand myself. Uh, it used to be a situation where Oprah, right? You, you you become Oprah by working towards the brand. It's actually the opposite of what he said. But nowadays, it's a lot. you see a lot of young people um, and a lot of people in general creating their brands and then trying to live up to it, too. So we're talking about like a physical branding that you mm-hmm. do to animals, which is what they do did in the show. But I think it also kind of correlates to the real world as well. A brand in terms of who you are, like you might not be all that you are right now, all that you aspire to be, but you creating that right. like that umbrella of this is what idea. I want to be and then you can live up to becoming that person. So I feel like it kind of translates in both in both reasons too. Yeah, totally. That's like a good you, quote. you get the idea and then you do the things to achieve the idea. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Pretty much. Uh okay, so we're going to move on now to news. After Buzz TV news. Okay, I have two really exciting things. I'm excited. Well, <laughs> I'm like, I I'm haven't really heard the excited. news either, so like, okay. I'm finding out with you guys. Well, <laughs> first, so we know that Yellowstone premiered in June this year, and it became a network best. It's got 5.3 million viewers total. Um, it's cable's most watched series, mm. following only The Walking Dead, mm. which is great because we all know it's been renewed for season two, which I'm super Woo-hoo. stoked about. And they are going to be filming it again in Utah and Montana, 
and they've already started filming. I think last week was their first week on set. Uh, one of my friends is, does hair and makeup on set. And I saw see, one of her posts, and now <laughs> I've been creeping on her Instagram to see if there's like anything, any behind the scenes things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, Cole Hauser posted on his Instagram that mm-hmm. you know they had started mm-hmm. shooting season two, so that's going on. And extra exciting, you guys can be on season two as a paid extra. That, you should be telling yourself <laughs> I that. Like, I did already. I, told like, I already <laughs> signed up. Just so you know, you can join me and be an extra. Right, you guys can join me and be a paid extra on Yellowstone. <laughs> So oh basically, they're hiring paid extras. They're doing online submissions. The casting directors are taking online applications. And all you have to do is send a picture of yourself and put your statistics, like your height, your weight, your what size yeah. clothes you wear, and send it to YellowstoneExtras at gmail.com. And you could be sitting on Yellowstone Ranch. Wow. Next to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's so exciting. <laughs> to be able to be an extra on your favorite show, that's I know. crazy. That's really exciting. Wow, you! I like the news. This yeah, is great I know, news. I like and I really news. hope that you... No, seriously. And then at least you know, uh, to I, some I, level, you need to, girl, you need to work that friend because next season we will be back and we need to have guests. Okay? I think I we might actually. One of my best friends lives in Utah and I go there a lot to visit her. So I might just... You see, I might, I well, might you know what? We'll, we'll be interviewing the guest star of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Can I be a host and a guest? As yes, an extra? so we'll be, you know, just like doing both, wearing both hats. That'd you be got it. Super fun. All right. Well, that's it for the news, and I guess we move on to predictions. Predictions. And now your AfterBuzz TV predictions. The song first? is like so like it, like <laughs> so eerie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, predictions. Ugh. Okay. Honestly, for me. I think my prediction would really have to be around Beth. Um, for a long time, we've seen Jace, um, Jamie coming to his own this season, right? Deciding, and it really hit him when his father wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do, which is like, whoa. <laughs> How much do you really love me, <laughs> you know? Um, I only love you when you do what I well, want you yeah, to do. Yeah, so I think that there's a lot of love there, but they're not really honest with themselves, and they haven't really unpacked a lot of pain and a lot of trauma. And I think specifically between Beth and John, there's this trek between devotion and love, and I think that's something that all father-daughters can kind of relate to because there's just such a hold your father has on you. That's your dad. You want to impress him. I'm a huge daddy's girl, so I get it. But I really feel like next season they're really going to get into the nitty-gritty of their relationship because a lot of times when we see her react to Walker— and him being so different from her dad, that might really pull out a lot of things like, whoa, comparing men. That really could help mm-hmm. her with her healing process. So I'm excited to see how they do that. Yeah. I hope that they even do that, that they even dive into that whole father-daughter relationship. That would be my prediction. And a wedding, of course, you want. And, and I want a, a wedding. special request. Thanks. <laughs> with Thank a honeymoon. You. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> my, uh, my predictions, I'm really excited about this possible thing that we mentioned earlier with Beth and Walker and rip that might be a Our love favorite triangle what did you call it a, a love... situation oh a situation ship yes <laughs> i think that might happen and you know i've been thinking about if monica is going to come back i think i think her and casey are going to rekindle but i'm also interested to see if monica and avery who is the cowgirl if they know each other if they've ever met, because I'm assuming they're, mm. I mean, Monica's from the Res. I'm assuming Avery is also from the Res. I don't know she how is. big that population is, I'm, but I don't think it's that huge. I feel like probably everybody kind of knows each other in one way or another. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see if they were ever friends or if they know each other. And I think it would be cool to have huh. two girls 
uh, at Yellowstone. Mm, that's such a good point. But, you know, I actually think if they do, it will cause a lot of rift because Avery is actually doing some spying on her own people for the Duttons. Whereas Monica is like, I would, you know, for the people, like full blown freedom fighter. So I think she would definitely be hurt to see one of her sisters or, you know, Kenman, like really kind of betraying the tribe. So I think that might bring another complexity to it, especially if she starts talking to Casey. Then it's really a problem because <laughs> now you're betraying the tribe and you're talking to my man. Like, no. <laughs> so we'll see. It's some drama going on. <laughs> there's just so there's so many storylines and so many situations so and so many wonderful. things that could happen. So good. It's just I love the way they set it up. I love the way they left everything. And yeah. Your mind can just like take off, but yeah. it, we're just gonna have to wait for I don't know no. a year, maybe <laughs> I don't know. When they the haven't next announced it yet, yeah. but you know we'll let you guys know. You can let us know because we love talking about this show. Right, and in can the meantime, have, yeah, like I said, keep up with us on YouTube and Facebook. Yes, and yes Instagram. Yes, absolutely. I mean, should I tell them? Yeah. Ah, Where can we keep up with you at? Yes, you can keep up with me at Thelmy on Instagram. You can also keep up with me at Moxie's underscore soul on Twitter. And I'm here on on Wednesday nights doing Queen Sugar, on Tuesday nights doing Married at First Sight, and every Sunday night, 1010 Pacific Standard Time, I'm doing Get Shorty here at AfterBuzz TV. Ooh, and again, my name's Julana Dizon, and you guys can keep up with me on Instagram at Julana. And of course, you can keep up with all of us here at AfterBuzz. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube, our podcast. We'll be back here next week, same time, talking about more Yellowstone. So we will catch you guys then. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.